0: We the bestest, cast with the left twist, pat fairly well-dressed, put me on the guest list, the guest list, huh. yeah, on the guest list, yeah. Huh.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of On the Guest List with Fox trying to get down White Sox, Dave and Kenny Carkey. With you as always from the band is your boy Colin, coming live from Chicago, Illinois, we have David Williams. Dave, how are you, buddy?
2: Rockin'. <laughs> Is that how you guys do that? You guys, no, no. Let's rewind it pack. I am uh, you know, I'm smoking a weed, uh, drinking a beer, you know, rocking. Yeah, That's rocking from nice, uh dude. I stole knocked that up, baby um knocked up oh. when he's re actually reading the baby books, and his buddy calls him and he's like, Hey, let's go get fucked up. He's like, Ah, I'm just sitting on a couch smoking some weed, drinking some beers at home, and he's actually reading the baby books.
1: There you go. Well, you're definitely not reading baby books, are you? No,
2: I hope I not. Listen.
1: Thank you, fucking God. Uh, With us from Los Angeles, California, the God, Mr. Kenny Carkey. Kenny, how are you, buddy?
0: Man, it's the craziest shit, Colin. Today's the best day of my fucking life, man. I'm having (laughs) a great day. Sun is outside shining. I'm with my homies. I'm smoking some weed, talking some shit. Best day of my life.
1: I hate when you bring up the weather because it just reminds me of where you live and how nice it is because it's like 98 and straight up muggy. Anybody can
0: live here. It's not like off limits.
1: Uh, It's pretty fucking expensive. I'll tell you that much.
0: Word, word, true, word.
1: true. And then our fourth member today, our co-host, Mr. Robbie Fox from Barstool Sports, in the building. Robbie,
3: how are you, buddy? I am fantastic. My ears are still ringing from what we're going to talk about later. But speaking of the weather, I just drove from my new apartment in jersey city all the way up to my mom's in north jersey and my car which i got back like it's my car from high school has no ac so i feel like the mandalorian in the fucking razor crest like my car i I had to pull over because my phone overheated and the gps just crapped out come on it's like oh man even with the windows open with the windows open and everything phone overheated (laughs) that's like dude i had i had to hop in the shower when i got back i felt like i was in a sauna I had, a uh, I had like, back sweat all over me. It was gross. It was gross, the, but, yeah.
1: That North Jersey, New York fucking, like, heat is a weird, it's like a heavy, heavy, heavy. The humidity heavy
3: yeah. is brutal. I
1: don't and then Kenny's, Kenny's sitting out here at 77 just Listen, chilling.
0: bro, I pulled 24 years in Florida with that humidity and heat, Ooh. bro. I know exactly what it's like. Now I'm out here at 120 just in an oven with no humidity. But <laughs> heat the worst city
2: I've ever been to in my life for humidity is St. Louis, Missouri. Really it, interesting oh, dude. Cause it's, that's where you start to get like into the South, but you still have the Midwest humidity. Mm-hmm. It is fucking awful. I'm like in Chicago, like we'll have a few weeks a year where we get like mid nineties with like 80% humidity. That's all year round in St. Louis or not all year for the summer months. It gets hot. It gets heavy. It's awful.
1: Damn! Fuck! Saint Louis! God damn! Uh, as Robbie alluded to, this is our return to live music episode. Robbie was at Madison Square Garden last night with the Foo Fighters and Dave Chappelle, apparently. So we're gonna get into that. Uh, we also have a great interview today with Jake from The Orphan, The Poet, our buddy, uh, talking about their upcoming tour with the Unlikely Candidates, with the, which they just announced. And for our pick of the week, being that Robbie's here, I thought I'd pick one of his bands. We got Hot Mulligan as our pick of the week with their song featuring Mark Hoppus, which is not actually. Featuring Mark Hoppus. Uh, Those guys are cool. I actually hit them up before to let them know this was going to happen. So yeah, we got a big episode. Robbie, let's jump right into it. What was it like last night? Give me the environment. What was it like?
3: It was incredible. Like, truly, it was my third Foo Fighters show. I'm obviously a huge Foo Fighters fan, like, lifelong since I was super little. And... You know, when, as soon as I saw the advertisement outside MSG, I was like, I have to be there. No matter what, I posted the, the GIF of the guy from uh, the Firefest doc where he was like, listen, I'll, I'll suck your penis if you give me a <laughs> bottle of water right now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, I would have done anything to get into this show, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? So tickets go on sale, and they sell out, like, immediately, the pre-sale. I couldn't get in. Everyone was trying to get the the confirmation. I was pissed off. I just went and took a nap. And then I woke up to a text with a ticket from my girlfriend. She said, happy birthday. So I was like, okay, this Keeper. is Keeper. this is one of the all-time moves ever pulled. Um, and so she hasn't even moved to the East Coast. So it was just one ticket. I went alone and met up with some guys from work. I met up with Chuck. Mm-hmm. And uh, Nate and Feidelberg also showed up, showed up from Barstool. Last minute, they bought tickets, like came in three songs into the set and had the time of their lives. But it was from the time like I parked and started walking to the garden, I was wearing an Oasis shirt, of course, and a bunch of people were just like pointing to it immediately. Let's go. You know, the environment was like like it was for a concert before COVID and everyone was just excited for the rock show. There was the buzz about Queens of the Stone Age or Mick Jagger. There were like rumors about that. We were all kind of looking forward to that. I was kind of listening to Queens of the Stone Age all week getting ready. They did not have an opener. Foo Fighters took the stage at like 8, 8.05-ish, played till 11. They opened with times like these and they did the super slow, you know, emotional version until they kick in at the end. And that moment when the full band kicked in was all time. Like the whole floor, I was on the GA floor. The whole floor was bouncing and he even got choked up like singing it. I would assume had to do with the death of their stage manager happened two days before the the show like they dedicated the show to him he kind of alluded to him before they played my hero he said you know there were a lot of people that helped us get to this spot i'd be remiss not to mention them i think you know you all know and then they went right into it but out of the uh the three foo fighter shows i've I've been to is by far the best The, the crowd was going so insane I was jumping up and down like I was at like a show in Argentina or something, mm. and it was just deep cuts. Aurora they played, which like are you kidding me? Let's Aurora go. they played Arlandria, which is one of my favorite. They played a ton from Wasting Light, which is my favorite Foo Fighters album. So uh, like I loved that. Um, the new stuff sounded really good. I thought Shame Shame, which is actually like probably my least favorite song in the new album, sounded awesome live. They did this mm. like rock and roll breakdown by the end of it and like you alluded to there were some surprises like Dave Chappelle took the stage which that was the most like weird mind-blowing thing you figure all right this is a big Foo Fighters show you know Dave Grohl likes to get these viral moments these big things so we all kind of expected who's going to be the surprise and the way he introed him he was like listen I, I know a lot of Dave's but this one dave is, is the coolest he's the best and he's going to come up and sing with us here's what it's dave
1: like yeah, you if I got straight? out oh there. my
3: god that would have that, listen that would have I would have had an aneurysm in the crowd um nirvana the fuck is this, no the pun asshole. intended but um i started like you know going through like do i know like dave singers who who's he going to who's he going to bring out right no now fame. and then he fucking said dave Chappelle. and we were like What's going on right now? What is he going to sing lead vocals on? It was Creep by Radiohead. Well, I don't know why he picked that song, <laughs> but it worked. And I the mean, whole crowd is belting it. It was crazy.
0: Dave, Dave Chappelle covers Creep by Radiohead with Foo Fighters. Are you fucking kidding me? That
1: first show in the world post-pandemic. Like yeah. Imagine repeating that sentence. Eighteen months ago, you'd be like, "Ah, oh, this is a what fucking the ass fuck you
3: talking about, you assholes!" So, <laughs> and, hey, Bob, and if you're wondering, if you're wondering how Dave Chappelle sings, close your eyes, think about it. That's exactly how he sings, <laughs> just like because he's got that. He's got he's got one of the most distinguishable voices ever,
2: and I was wondering because I I have not seen the video yet. Um, I'll watch that right after we're done recording or whatever. But I I kept thinking all day when I heard that he came on stage. I'm
3: like. He can't sing. Can he? it was it but was like, food like, fighter's you can make karaoke. It, work. it was straight up food yeah, fighter's yeah. karaoke. He made it work, kind of like talked his way through the verses and then let the let the crowd take the chorus. Sure. you could see on the big screen the look on his face kind of changed by the chorus, where he's like, All right, this is pretty fucking cool. I'm <laughs> yeah. you. The whole crowd's belting it. You know, obviously the, the crowd was so lively all night. They played for three hours. And by the time they were doing the encore, they did the BGs cover, the DG's. Um, mm-hmm. that was awesome. People were still moving, people were still singing, dancing, and Everlong was as loud as it could ever be. Um, There was one guy, there was a video of it. I didn't see this live. Someone tried to stage dive during best of you and ate shit like Jack black at the beginning of school of rock. Like the red sea parted on this guy. And then like he, he dropped and apparently some like big Jack's dude was pissed about it. So he grabbed the guy and threw him right over the guardrail <laughs> to security. <laughs> like there's the Royal rumble or something oh right over the top rope. You know, that
1: dude has been waiting for like the last 18 months to get back to his dude, show. He's he like was, first he show was back.
3: a big dude too. He was like maybe two fifty. <laughs> like he was a Jesus big dude. So like, I don't know what he was thinking, stage diving, but it was truly one of the best shows I've ever been to. So, like one of the best environments of a show that you could ever ask for. Just that packed Madison Square Garden first show back after. And you guys are at 100%, whatever. right? 100%. Yeah. It was, it was a vaccination show, which caused for protests outside. Of course. Yeah. I was going to bring the, this the up. Signs, yeah.
1: So a friend of me and Kenny's, Jam and Jesse from Alt 1045 in Philadelphia, went to the show. And she brought her own protest signs before and stood in the crowd with a sign that said "Hail Satan." Oh, I love that. (laughs) And she was like getting booed and shit by all these like weirdos who were outside protesting. And she's just standing there with this big ass sign that just says "Hail Satan" in like all tie dye. (laughs) She is the fucking goat. I let her know that too.
3: I hit her up, but I mean, Bob, was it everything
1: you hoped it could have been? Like, was the environment what you thought it would
3: be? Everything I hoped it could have been like. it it was that feeling at the end of a concert where you're buzzing and like you immediately want to call everyone, you know, and tell them about the set list and tell them like, Oh shit, they played this. And Dave forgot the the lyrics to monkey wrench. It was the funniest thing in the world. Like uh, there, there were so many moments during the show like that, where it was just like, this is crazy. They played uh somebody to love instead of usually they do under pressure where Dave will get on drums. Taylor will sing, or maybe Taylor stays but Dave got on drums for somebody to love and just seeing Dave girl play drums will never get old to me. And, uh, they crushed that. They have the three female backup singers now. So like mm. it was perfect for the band and, uh, your, your boy, Chris Schifflet crushed the solo all night. He was ripping it apart, but yeah, it was, it was everything I hoped it could have been really. It's fun to
1: watch them become the ambassadors of like rock and roll for kids nowadays. Like you know what I mean? Like they've kind of oh, taken yeah. that step to like not legacy act yeah, because they're still making music, but like they're the next classic rock band. So definitely, e- for either sure. Either way, I'm glad we have boots on the, the ground. set list
3: is still what you would expect. You know, they throw in the songs from the new album. They throw in, like I said, like some deep cuts for the the special show, but they're always going to play the, the, the hits and I'm always fine with that. I'll go see the Foo Fighters a hundred times. I don't care.
1: How pissed would you have been if you showed up and they just played the new album? Like, like, it's like a new album. That, that, that would have fucking it's <laughs> always been my
2: biggest beef with John Mayer at his shows. Like he he's good live, but like he'll play like maybe two songs from like continuum mm, and like he'll you- get them out right away. And like the crowd's not quite into it yet you know
0: yeah. mgmt is the same way they haven't played the hits in years it's so fucked
4: up i've only seen they, billy joel once
2: and he he did play piano man but i've heard he doesn't play piano man all like at all his shows because he's so fucking sick of playing piano man
1: if i was billy joel i'd put a fucking gun on my mouth every time i went to go play
3: piano man i'd be having ptsd like he probably gets that like every goddamn day every day like, i mean come on he plays it one and he plays one show a month you could That's- play fucking piano man once a month billy joel. <laughs> he has to like no offense mentally, to billy joel, he has, to billy joel. <laughs> he has to
1: mentally like say himself he was like billy it's one song just get out there and do it I thought
3: he could have been like a surprise guest last night he's the fucking In king New of York? msg right like, yeah i was like he comes out they do still rock and roll to me or something all right listen man i'm just happy that shows are back rob i'm glad you were there and i'm glad you got to share it with us Uh, Last time I was on this show, you you guys said like, who's the band you would want to see post pandemic? And I said Foo Fighters. He did say I got to live my dream. I I manifested that shit. Kenny's (laughs) sickened right now. Yeah, I know. I I remember what he said last time. Yeah, he he was bummed out about that take last time. No,
0: you no no. Yes, yes and no. (laughs) It's, It's more like listen. Do I want to see another fucking Dave Grohl documentary? Fuck no. Do I want to see (laughs) him produce another band, whatever? Fuck no. Am I interested in an MSG sold out post pandemic three hour fucking rocking show? Fuck yeah. Like, do I know who can do that? Dave Grohl and the Foo Fighters. They're like, you know, don't take it full hate. This, you know, (laughs)
1: let's give Robbie his props for manifesting something into reality because he really did do that. It was amazing. He honestly
0: did.
3: He did. He made this happen. I don't know how it happened, but it happened. And my favorite. Fan interaction of the night, or, or like any anyone interaction. There were some people coming up to me at the Oasis shirt. Some people, there were some barstool fans there that were which were cool. And one guy just came right up to me, huge, huge, like bulky dude, and he just goes like this, and he had the, uh, like a super faded Rebel Alliance tattoo, and he pointed to it, and he uh, nodded, nice. and he just kept walking, didn't say a word to me. <laughs> it was amazing. I was like, that's my favorite interaction I've ever had with. Win
1: <laughs> a free pair of Nectar sunglasses. So. Next week we'll put out the topic on Wednesday. Today's Monday, so next week or this Wednesday I'll put out the topic. Get your fucking calls in. We'll pick the best five, and the winner is going to get a free pair of shades from Nectar Sunglasses. So shouts out to them, uh, guys. Did we have any picks as far as like who you'd sell your soul to see? Because I-, I mine is definitely give me nineteen seventy four Rolling Stones. Yeah, that, that was going fucking- to be mine.
2: I think this on. I said this on the very first podcast we ever did together, but a couple years ago when uh, the Stones were, I think. It, they're not tour. They're done, right? They said they're done. Done.
1: No, they're going to tour again. I know they're, they're going to, but they said they were done. Done.
2: And there was a picture, literally, that I could walk there within five minutes. That it's this little bridge going over this little creek in Lincoln Park, which is the neighborhood I live in in Chicago. And, Lincoln Park? and- not spelled differently like Abraham Lincoln, but yes.
3: Um, as your doorbell go, (mumbles) doom, 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 doom,
4: doom, doom, doom. Yeah. But Mick
3: Jagger was standing on this
2: bridge, just like chilling, watching the ducks swim in the pond. And I'm like, holy shit. Like he posted on Instagram and I'm like, he is within a half a mile, not even a half a mile from me, a quarter mile. Who, who
1: Who fucked more girls, Mick Jagger or Prince?
2: I'm going to go with Prince because he seems go with just with like too. he just seems like he's got that
3: kind of vibe where he's yo, but you're
1: talking Prince about like what would have to put those
3: stats up in a lot, a yeah. lot shorter seasons. You yeah, know, that, Mick Jagger's got that longer career.
1: Yeah. So Prince was that's basically true. Bo Jackson. Prince, Prince was Bo Jackson. Less kids.
3: Great analogy. Great
2: analogy.
1: Prince was Bo Jackson. And then Mick Jagger was Frank Gore basically like, these, you know, what I mean, it's it's that kind of thing. long he's, ass. He's been I for, mean,
2: he's been a rock star for sixty fucking years almost.
1: Yeah, he's been a rock star since nineteen sixty three. Yeah, it's, crazy. It's gonna be sixty years in two years, and that motherfucker still like works out every day. Uh, my my only other thing, uh two thousand thirteen Jesus tour era Kanye West. I missed that fucking tour, and I just wanted to be there for the giant fucking the Jesus on stage and the fucking giant. Pyramid that opened up on stage. I'm for a nice theatrical show every once in a while, and then I'm just whatever he would have said that night. He's ranting on stage every night. Uh, Kenny, who would you have picked?
0: And I don't know that I have. Um,
1: what about '93 Wu Tang? You don't know who's gonna show up.
0: Yeah, I've, I've seen Wu Tang. Um, uh Here's here's a, okay. Here's how it would go. A year and a half ago, two years ago, it would have been Rage with Zach. Even though mm. I got to play with fucking profits and watch him every night for eight weeks. No, Zach, no fun. So watching Rage with Zach would have been the one. I bought tickets to their reunion two years ago in the Bay Area, and then COVID hit, and they just and they canceled. They've now pushed everything to 2022. So I'm going to see them with Zach in 2022 i a fucking pumped. Soul so. intact.
1: You don't even got to get We're rid of it, bro. And
0: I get to get what <laughs> I a year ago.
1: Beautiful. Robbie, you got anybody who you'd like to throw out?
3: So I feel like people are gonna assume me to say either the Beatles Beatles. or Oasis, and those are like the two dull ones, but I'm gonna go with uh, a live era Kiss. I wanna see Kiss with the original four members, with the crazy theatrics where the crowd is going, everyone painting their own faces, and the Kiss army was in full force um i want that show
1: i'm not even a kiss guy but to see kiss when they were selling lunch boxes and shit like when they were <laughs> like they were the fucking biggest thing on earth that would have been a rad concert to go to
3: yeah would and you, the i've never seen the original lineup and they're one of my favorite bands
1: would you time. have gone in full makeup
3: i would you know it. i've been to I've part been, of the experiment I've been to, yeah Your yeah experience. if i went to see kiss back in the day i would i would go full makeup Can I
0: do a, a name drop quick story yes oh of course absolutely, absolutely uh rehearsing in la we rehearsed at a bunch of different places this was at sir which is just right in hollywood yeah this was rehearsing next door to us tight okay cool obviously can't see them i can hear them it's kind of cool we're doing our shit i didn't even get to see this right because i'm a keyboard player and i fucking looked down but we were jamming playing a fucking heavy song and according to the guys gene simmons opens the door sticks his head in and does one of these like up and down nods like Oh. <laughs> I play the song the rest of the song not knowing shit and then after the song like did you fucking see that like, what I missed what I missed they're like Gene fucking Simmons just gave us the nod of approval through the door I was like you what? know what
1: fucked me up about Kiss I didn't know Paul St- We I think we talked about this on a recent episode Paul Stanley had like a pop career at some point and he did that fucking song back in the New York groove I've heard that song a million well, Freely times Ace Freely did back in the
3: New York groove Ace Freely that's who it is yeah
1: the, like, I'm, I'm back in the new
4: york it was on his
3: they all did solo albums at one point and each member of kiss put out an album on the same day and which was like marketing wise kind of like silly people wanted to buy all four but all of the albums fucking sucked except (laughs) for aces aces had a few hits on it new york groove being the biggest of them all
0: chris put one out too
3: yep
1: Shout out peter chris i hope he's doing all right
0: I don't know about
3: that. He looks like <laughs> he looks like a grandma right now. If you look up a current picture of Peter Chris, he looks like everyone's grandma.
1: Yeah, <laughs> he's still at the cafes face yeah, no matter what. Uh, all right. Well, that was Calm Response. Great week. Just remember, next week, we're giving away a free pair of sunglasses thanks to Nectar Sunglasses. Uh, boys, we're going to go into our pick of the week. Hot Mulligan with their song featuring Mark Hoppus. I feel like, Robbie, you need to give a preface to this. Explain the song.
3: Yeah, so this is not featuring Mark Hoppus. Mark Hoppus does not feature on the song. They tweeted... I want to say six, seven months ago at this point, Hot Mulligan and said, hey, would it be legal for us to call a song featuring Mark Opus, even if he's not on the song? And then six, seven months later, they dropped the song on Spotify and it's a jam. It's really good. It's off their new EP. Uh, I would highly recommend it. And they're doing a, like a, I think a basement show live stream soon. Oh, they sick. just put out a cover of Bleed American by Jimmy E. World. It's awesome. I
1: Bleed. saw that today. You posted that, I think. Yeah. That- First off, that is one of my favorite. I think it's one of the most underrated records of the early 2000s. I fucking so good. love Jimmy Eat World, Blue American. Uh, and that cover was fucking spot on. So that was why I hit those guys up. I was like, that shit's dope. So, yeah. Uh, I want to get them on for an interview soon, too. So, Robbie, we'll we'll finagle that. We'll get you back on. Hell here, yeah. But, uh, uh, boys, great episode. Uh, we got more guests coming. I just locked somebody in. I'll talk to you guys about it after this. But uh, a lot of guests coming up. Robbie, what do you have coming up, buddy?
3: Um, I got the McGregor fight next month. That's like the, the big thing. July 9th. It's Where's uh, that at? July July 10th. It's in, uh, it's in Las Vegas. Into the Sin City. Mobile arena. Who's he got? Yeah. He- He's got Dustin Poirier, the guy. That oh beat him yeah. Last yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, so it, it's when a I, big, you know, vengeance match got into MMA, which
2: I, I have been not, you know, I don't live tweet or anything cause I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, but I've been watching him much more. I love Dustin Poirier. I love him. Like just going well, then, back and watching all his old fucking fights. I like, I was I like, getting so too. pumped he's,
3: up. You know, he, yeah, he's Robbie. hard when he wins. It's like, I'm happy for him. But like it, it you know, I it, saw him at the airport after he beat McGregor. And I just, I said, I was like, Hey, like congrats. And he gave me like a smile. That was like, I fucking know he's your boy. I know who you are. <laughs> yeah, P- yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, just yeah, gonna yeah. say. So, like,
1: as far as like being a Connor a super fan, the way you are, are there certain fighters like you? There's obviously certain guys who you're like, fuck that guy, fuck him to death. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But then you see someone like Poirier who has a great story. He's a great I fighter. I like Poirier. Yeah. And even in like, he's like the smartest one of these motherfuckers who they're doing like the pre-fight like rounds and everything like that. And he'll sit there in the interview and just be like. I don't know. I kind of like Conor. Like, this is going to be a good fight. Like, he doesn't play into the shit. Like, when he, when he told Jose Aldo, he told him he was his daddy
3: and shit like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah,
1: that yeah. That was a fucking amazing interview. But I'm excited. I forgot that fight was happening.
3: Yeah, July 10th. So I'll be in Vegas for that. I'm looking forward to it. Who, who's got if- it? Come on, McGregor. <laughs> McGregor question? Yeah. First round knockout, like always. Ooh. All right, I like that. Oh, uh, any pop any pop punk shows coming up? We Are we so, allowed to talk about that? Well, we're trying to get them booked right now. We would like to get something booked for this summer, but we're I think we're definitely gonna get some stuff booked for this fall that we're like in the process of doing right now when colleges are coming back, like in college towns.
2: Yo, you tell me when and I will send a text and have a thousand-person venue for you guys locked up at snap of a finger in Robbie, Chicago.
1: We're just gonna need a side conversation with all of us involved and we'll figure something out. We'll throw true. a fucking banger. So we'll true. This will be in the works, but I just wanted to see whether or not we could leak any pop punk breaking news. We have no
3: we have no shows booked. I can confirm that as of right now, there's no dates on, on the calendar.
1: There you go. We'll talk about that. We'll, we'll make something happen. Uh, Dave and Kenny, I love you guys. Robbie, thank you again. As always, the seat's always open. We'll have you back on soon. Uh, anything else from you two idiots?
2: Uh, my band would have been probably Sublime, but I was only <laughs> going to pick Sublime because <laughs> you already picked the Stones. And I'm talking like a backyard, like barbecue with Brad and, and then <laughs> like jamming out. Oh, be, not even I, like a picking,
0: concert you're picking
3: a barbecue or you're picking a private concert yeah. He's basically yeah
0: too you know what i mean so it's like bring back brad and sublime and i've got to play with sublime a couple times and it's like josh freeze on the drums fucking great and then fucking whoever the fuck rome's singing you're like it's the farthest thing from sublime it is yeah it's fucking close man
1: that was one of my biggest shows that got canceled before quarantine we had a show with sublime with Rome and that's Jersey. right that's I was, right i, I remember you talking because that, that.
2: that's like when like, I had gone on your old show a few times, and I was like, dude, they're playing in fucking Philly. Like, I just don't have any real will to go see Sublime and Throne. It's,
0: it's understandable. Not, no, it was not. They're yeah.
2: going to be at Ride Fest, too. Ride Fest or while I always get who's if playing where mixed Josh up. but Freeze,
0: If they have Josh Freeze playing drums, it's worth it to see just to watch him play drums.
1: Who's Josh Freeze? What band is Josh Freeze from?
0: Oh, Josh has played in everything from, like, Weezer to Nine Inch Nails. to. He was in
3: Green Day for a bit.
0: Yeah, Green Day. He's just like, he's like the number one choice for any massive, crazy, huge fucking band. And I've seen him play with a ton of different bands. He's like, if you get bored one day, YouTube Josh Freeze and you're...
3: Or no, his, his brother was in Green Day, Jason Freeze, right? He have a Isn't he Jason that White? Guitar?
1: I thought Jason White was the secondary guitar player.
3: Jason could... White was a quarterback at Oklahoma.
1: Oh, that's right. Jason White was a quarterback at Oklahoma who won the Heisman and I don't even think got drafted.
2: That's true.
3: That is true. Only Heisman Trophy winner ever did not get drafted or
1: something. My brain like that. is
3: fucking huge, dude. It's unbelievable. Jason Freeze. Jason Freeze. Okay. He plays saxophone in Green Day from time to time, and he's his brother, yeah.
1: Who's the fucking guitar player the from Green Day? The I gotta guitar-
3: google
0: it. Oh, the backup guitar player. Who? Yeah. yeah. That, guy. uh, that guy's been in
3: the band forever. <laughs> he
1: Josh-
0: got Josh Freeze is a founding member of the Vandals. That's where Ooh. he started from, which is fucking rad. I love the Vandals
1: hey real quick i just want i just said my brain was fucking huge backup guitar player for green day jason white
0: there you Something go that's that's a, that's a great go.
1: pull there we go that's a good yeah. pull brain's fucking huge dude all right that's another episode of on the guest list we're gonna go into our pick of the week hot mulligan
4: i kind of miss you back in high school 25 and i still think back.